Welcome to the Driveway Beers Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share on any platform that you're listening on. All right, welcome back to another episode. Thank you for coming back, as always. Uh, please uh, like, subscribe, comment, and share wherever you're listening to this. Uh, follow us if you're on uh, Apple, Google, or Spotify, or uh, I guess Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Um, if you happen to listen to us on YouTube or Rumble, send us a follow on that as well. But definitely leave a like. <clears throat> All right. So I'm going to try for whiskey tonight. I'm trying one that I was told to try in the very beginning when we first started this. And it's Four Roses. This was supposed to be like the beginner's entry into bourbon. This is, uh, I want to say, 80 proof. It's it's 40% ABV. And I think that translates into 80 proof. But oddly enough, it doesn't say the proof on the bottle, which is strange. Hmm. I thought it had to. I thought it did too. Um, this does not, but this is, it just, it's Four Roses Bourbon. Um, brownish label, I guess. I don't know. I, I literally, this was the cheap bottle. Okay. This is 25 bucks or 20 bucks for oh, the bottle. Nice. So this is a real inexpensive one. Yeah. Um, but I figured I didn't try this one for whatever reason. I don't know why. <laughs> um, but I, I seem to be still trending towards that 80 to 94, 95 proof ish. Mm-hmm. Um, the hundreds still kind of get me. Um, but we're going to give the four roses a try tonight. Um, we got some uh, some updates as far as uh, kids sports go as well tonight. We'll get into that. Um, and as I watch more videos on this on this bourbon whiskey thing that we're kind of got into, I'm wondering if maybe we jumped into a cult that we don't really belong to. <laughs> it's funny. Like as a guy, like you, you're trying to find new things to get into, mm-hmm. uh, replacing a vice with another vice, whatever, whatever it is. You're trying to like occupy your time, get into something, be a part of something. Yeah. And then this might be one of those times where I'm like, I'm jumping in, not knowing who was there already. Right. And kind of being like, Ooh, yeah, yeah maybe I don't fit. Yeah, maybe I don't like this. And you can't, you know, like, the general appearance or the the styles or the nuances of some of the people. And it, and it could be we're just seeing, like, the YouTube influencer type set, and that's the turnoff. Yeah. You know? So everything that, everything becomes a thing, right? And... Maybe like, and then the thing like has, like a uniform that goes with it, and the what's the bouquet like? Speaking of, it's sweet. You could make up anything you wanted. Yeah. So okay, so, <laughs> here's where the idea for this episode started. I'm watching a video on uh, these pe- these couples trying different bourbons out, <clears throat> and that's kind of how I get an idea of what I want to try next. And. The way they're describing these bourbons, 
Like, <coughs> I, I, I have, I have the text message. I'm, I'm just gonna read one of the lines. Like, it was. Oh, what was the? She, uh, the, this lady actually said, "I'm getting, I'm getting some dusty barrel on this." <laughs> what the hell does that mean? <laughs> they just, dude, I'm convinced they're just making stuff up. They're just making stuff up to sound pretentious. They could literally say anything they want. Like dusty barrel to me would make me sneeze because I'm allergic to dust. Yeah, it doesn't have a, a distinct scent. Like I don't, like, I don't get this. Like, is it old? Do they mean old? But how could you tell the age of the barrel from the taste of the? It's because they can't. Because they're full of shit. That's why they like, can literally make up anything they wanted to make up. And maybe someone out there says, "No, you're wrong," and that's fine. I'll, I'll take the I'll take the L uh, to be enlightened. But I'm convinced that these people just make this stuff up to sound pretentious, um, to continue getting likes and follows. And, and then there was the other thing. Like, so I joined a Facebook group for a, an area bourbon aficionado or area bourbon drinker. So they talk about bourbons, right? <clears throat> and these clowns are calling bourbon juice. Oh, that's some good juice. What are you? What are you talking about? This isn't Hawaiian punch. Right. <laughs> it could be mixed with Hawaiian punch. Sure, right? If it's lousy bourbon, I don't know why yeah. you mix it with. Yeah, I, I, but. I, it's just another one of those pretentious jackass things people do. Yeah. And that like that's where like I read it. And then of course someone in a video calls it juice too. Now I'm hearing juice all over the place. <laughs> and I'm like, we entered a cult of assholes. <laughs> I've never heard it referred to as juice. When you get the, when you hear it, it's gonna be a a, a performance for the ears. <laughs> like I literally feel like like in Spaceballs, Rick, Roman, uh, Rick Moranis played Dark Helmet, yeah. and he's on the ship, and he's looking around, and he goes, I'm surrounded yeah. by assholes. I'm an asshole, sir. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm literally Dark Helmet looking around going, I'm surrounded yeah. by assholes. <laughs> like, what the, what did we, like, I don't know if I want to be in the cult. I want to drink. I don't want to be in the cult. Yeah. Maybe, maybe people that spend... Enough. I'm going to take some of that too, despite my uh, previous misgivings with my GI issues. Maybe it'll kill whatever's killing me, <laughs> like, <laughs> like the bleaching COVID for Trump. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, real, uh, real light, yeah, but, and not neat. <laughs> no. <laughs> but um, maybe people that spend enough time around it can tell, like, what, what the. Uh, like can tell you that sort of stuff, you know, um, you know, like I, I guess someone who drives a certain type of, you know, certain type of car all the time or works that can, can kind of diagnose stuff right away just based upon a feel or a smell. Yeah. But, uh, you know, to, 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 are these people in these videos that, that, or are they just making stuff up? I don't know, but the, the funny thing is, like the sets of these places, like on all these videos, are the same. <clears throat> it's like that grayish uh, wood background, yeah, with it's, shelves. It's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. So they got the shelves with a bunch of bottles on the background. Yeah. Now, look, like, I I I turned into partially this asshole. I end I, I somehow I ended up with like twelve bottles of whiskey. 
Not like only one of them is empty. Yeah. Like I got, but I have 12, 12 bottles with actual juice in it. <laughs> See how presented? Like sounds like an, I can't say that without a, with a straight face. No. I'm an asshole. Um, but I will say this, and we talked about this a while back, and maybe it's because we haven't tried a high price bottle, and I'm I'm not about to go pay for one. No. But speaking of which, you know, thank you to Cheers and Spirits. Yeah. You know they they're wonderful people. We're we're happy to have them on board for another six months. Um, and I hope they sell a ton of whiskey and a ton of high price whiskey. Yeah. I just don't know it, because because I'm not in the cult of whiskey. Maybe it's just me. I I'm not tasting a huge difference between. Yeah, a $20 bottle. And th- I'm going to try this Four Roses in a minute. This $20 bottle versus a 50 or $60 bottle. Yeah. Like, I think that Basil Hayden Toast was a $50 bottle. Mm-hmm. And we were both kind of just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Um, I think the Elijah Craig is 30 35 bucks. Is that better than the $18 uh, benchmark number eight? I mean, it's a higher proof. You might need to drink a little bit more to get yourself bombed if you're, that's what you're going for. Yeah, I don't think anyone in this... I mean, I'm not going for that. No. I'm going to work tomorrow. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm literally having one. It helps... Put, I, I get to sleep a little faster, maybe. Who knows? Um, now, don't get me wrong. During our last episode, I... Apparently, the pores were a little bit too heavy. I was hurt the next day. <laughs> I, I So, we all got together the next day after we taped the last episode, which was... You know, we had, we had Ryan from Michigan on that episode with us. He was the Amazon gift card giveaway winner. <clears throat> and it was a really long hour and 45 minute episode. Yeah. And we, we I'm going to put sample in air quotes here. We sampled a lot of whiskey. Now, apparently you all sampled and I drank. <laughs> I did like, I did a light pour with the peanut butter. I did a light pour with the, with the maple sugar. I did a light pour with the beer one. And then apparently Ryan told me that I did a really big pour on the, uh, I can't remember the I can't remember the one I did. The, it was the Evan Williams, mm. or no, no, the Ezra Brooks ninety nine. Okay, <clears throat> and apparently I did a large pour on that, and I drank all of it. <laughs> and this is I, so apparently I, and I, we I think we drank one more, and I don't I don't remember which one it was. So that was like three light shots, one really heavy pour, and one probably light to medium pour. All within two hours. For someone who doesn't really drink that much, <laughs> the next day I thought I was. I it wasn't like I thought I was going to die. I thought I had your stomach virus. Oh, great! Like it was like things were happening, things were hurting. I'm like, oh no, it's one of those days. I have stomach issues to begin with. But I'm like, oh, this is horrible. This is gonna. No, I was apparently just drunk or and or hungover, <laughs> and I didn't realize it because it's been so long since I've been drunk and or hungover. <laughs> yeah, I was like. But that that was uh, I've so I'm only like a quarter of the way into that episode listening to it because it, it's a long episode so I'm like listening to it in parts. I'm wondering I'm, I'm interested to see how I sound toward the end of that episode. <laughs> I wonder if I can see the difference between beginning me and ending Maybe me. That's why it went so long because you're normally <laughs> the timekeeper. So like ah, F it. <laughs> I feel like we like we started like something at like the one hour mark. 
and it just ran. And after like it ran, like I think it ran like another 15, 20 minutes. I was like, screw it. Yeah. <laughs> I was, at, and at the time I was like, oh, we'll cut it into two episodes. But I was like, for me to cut it into two episodes, I got to create an, a, like a, an out, an ending for the first half. And then a, it, you and had the, an yeah. outro for the first one and an intro for the second one. Right. Like a see you later. We're coming back. You check it out Thursday for the remainder. And then I, yeah. if we and, plan on doing that, it's easier. Yes. You know, like I think we did it with, uh, with Chris Sean once. So we just said, Hey, you know, we're going to, we're going to, on this end, it's just a pause. Hey, you want to keep going? We'll split it in two. Sure. Okay. And then start it again and say, Hey, we're, you know, we're going to continue this conversation. See you next week. Right. Uh, but when you're just like, especially when you've got a couple cocktails on board, <laughs> none of that was happening. No, I, I, there was no preparation for that at all. <laughs> so I did just take a sip of the Four Roses. Although I did, I've always said this, I'm never going to judge it based on the first sip. So I, I'll wait till my second sip. Okay, I like it. In fact, I'm going to ask you to put a little bit more in there because <laughs> my, my tummy is feeling... You're throwing caution to the wind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, it, I enjoy it. And here's some of the things, like getting back to the how we kind of started with the with the people that were. And I'm going to talk to you, Spurgeon, about people I don't know. But, you know, one of the things they say is like, you know, don't refer to it as burn. Well, that's how the average person is going to refer to it as. Yeah. They're going to call it burn because that's the sensation they're feeling. Um, well, it's alcohol. All alcohol burns is the next retort. Okay, well, change – if you – that, if that's how the average casual bourbon drinker is going to refer to the sensation is burn, and they don't like a lot of burn, I don't. I don't like to feel it burning going down. Um, I've had some reflux issues and stuff in the past, and when I when I feel it burning going down, I know I'm going to feel it burning coming back up. So if I drink something and I don't feel that burn, then and maybe it's called something else. But it's 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 hard to kind of take these things that are flavors like the wine. I was never into wine, but like there are certain things like, oh, it's buttery or those are tannins or it's this bouquet or that bouquet. It has almond under. What are you talking about? <laughs> Almond's not a really hard, like intense flavor. If you told me it had like pizza undertones, I can relate to that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or Miller Lite undertones. Also, I can relate to that. Is that Oreo cookie? Yeah. I, all right. Is that Skittles? <laughs> <laughs> but like, you're like, ooh, the bouquet has hints of lavender and almond and and tree frog semen. I'm like, what are you talking about? Tree frog semen? <laughs> but like, where, where does this stuff come from? I'm getting bull testicles on my tongue. Mm, are yeah. you? Well, I was thinking horse. Right. Like, oh, now that you, yeah, okay. No, but now you say it, I'm definitely thinking bull testicles. <laughs> right. But it's like they're just bouncing the douchery off each other. It's like ping pong douchebagness. I wonder we the best part was we should put out a, a bourbon like almost like a Babylon B bourbon episode where we just fucking we just hammer the. You'd have to have to get video for it. We would because I'm gonna grow this beard. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna wear all kinds of flannel plaid. Yeah, I'm gonna get some bad Hannah tattoos because I'm afraid of tattoos. Right. Um, and then yeah. Another thing that's weird, and we can get into the we can get into the cult uniform that we're not really part of yet in a minute. <clears throat> so in that group on on Facebook that I'm a part of, apparently, and, and we live in Maryland, and Maryland's a different kind of alcohol state than Virginia. 
Virginia, they do, I guess, allocated bottles by the state. I don't. I really haven't figured it out. But apparently, these these guys they go and wait in front of a store on a certain day, so that they can get certain bottles. A certain bottle, like Blanton's, like a certain particular like serial number. No, no, no. Like oh. a certain, just a certain brand, and and like like a Blanton's or an Eagle Rare, because they've been allocated. <coughs> like stores get allocated amounts of it. And because they're popular, people the, the stores would sell out. So what these guys do is they go and they hang out. It's almost like they're waiting for the new iPhone every week. <laughs> Except they're going for a bottle of whiskey. And the weird thing to me is this. It's like, we're drinking this Four Roses. And f- <clears throat> the Four Roses, the benchmark number eight, the old Foresters that we've drank. Uh, even the Elijah Craig or... The Evan Williams or the Bullets or whatever. The stuff that you can always find all the time. Mm-hmm. And we've had Eagle Rare before. I've had Buffalo Trace. We've yeah. had these things. Am I willing to wait? No. To get any of these? Mm-mm. No. Like, why Why not just... Like, if, you're, if the point is you just want to drink some whiskey, why not just go grab this Four Roses? <laughs> or or, or the, the Knob Creek 9 we got. That's 100. If, you, if, you, if you're a 100 proof snob... Go get the hundred proof Knob Creek Nine or some of these others. Like I guess they call them bottle and bond, whatever that means. Like I, yeah, I don't know. What it there's is. plenty of these available. Yeah. Like why not grab one of those rather than stock going to like all the lengths to go wait at a store, wait in line and hope that you get a Buffalo Trace bottle. <laughs> I don't under like I don't understand this, like, but. Maybe it's because I'm not in the cult yet. Yeah, could be. But I've tried. You're too ignorant. I've tried Buffalo Trace. Yes, it's a smooth whiskey. I get it. Yeah. We've had other smooth whiskeys, though. This is pretty smooth. This isn't bad. Yeah. Like, if, if, if I just want some whiskey and put a little alcohol in my body, for, for 20 bucks, yeah. I'm not I'm not crying over this. No. no I, like I said, we've, we've had the 30 the 40 and the $50 bottles. And I think I think we have an episode that we should probably explore this. Get a $20 bottle, 30, 40, $50 yeah. bottle. I am not paying 60 though. Like look, yes, we do have a sponsor for this show yeah. that we could probably go get this bottle like a, <laughs> a more expensive bottle from, but not <clears throat> I would never go buy it, so why test it? Yeah. Right? If someone wanted to buy me one for a present, Sure, but would you drink it at that point? Okay, so I had a bottle of Basil Hayden's that a friend of ours got me for my 40th birthday party, which was a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. I just finished that bottle of Basil Hayden's. It was just sitting in my liquor cabinet, and I had this little bit left. I didn't want to drink it because it was like, oh, it's good stuff. It's more expensive than I'm normally going to buy. But I drank it. It was good. Like I enjoyed it. So... I've had the Angel's Envy. I've had Woodford Reserve, Blanton's, Whistle Pig, you know, the, the higher-end stuff. Um, I enjoy it. As a novice drinker, can I tell the big difference between it? Probably not. You know, it's almost one of those things where, like, if you're into cars and you see some dingbat driving a, you know, a, an S600 AMG, and you know this person has no idea what they're doing. Like, like you, you, 
you kind of look like you don't know what you're doing with that car. You know, um, you don't appreciate that car. You should just drive a Toyota Camry. And maybe people look at me like that when it comes to bourbon. Mm-hmm. Like <clears throat> there might be bourbon guys like you, Rubes, as they <laughs> smooth their beards and look at their tats. <laughs> <laughs> you, of course, you don't know the difference between between horse testicles and bull testicles because you're fools. <laughs> yeah, and I think that like. Because we have two friends that are really into whiskey. Maybe maybe it's time we had them on. Yeah. I mean, Krishan's been on. Yeah. I don't think Jared's been on. Maybe we sit them down and we say, and we blind taste test it. Yeah. Or even have them, like, we'll get one of the descript- descriptors from the, from a, from one of the, the cult members mm-hmm. and say, hey, they're, you know, this is what they're saying about this brand. Point this out to me because I'm not seeing it. I'm not tasting a bouquet of almonds. Right. <clears throat> um, yeah, I'm not tasting the frog semen. Right. Can you tell me what that tastes <laughs> right. like? Can you equate that to Skittles <laughs> <laughs> or or Cheetos? Right. right. <laughs> Let's knock it down to my level. Right. <laughs> uh, but you know, when they say it's got undertones of truffle, I don't eat truffles. Like. <laughs> People have trained pigs to find those things. They're very expensive. It's not something, oh, yeah, truffles. I, duh, idiot. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if, you, if you made something, hmm, it tastes like lettuce. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Spaghetti and meatballs. I'm with you. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> like, if someone asked me what this Four Roses tasted like, and which, by the way, I'm with you on this, this is perfectly acceptable to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's got a little, it's got a little sting to it. That then I would like. Yeah, I'm not feeling this thing at all, and I'm just a smidge. Smidge. Yeah. I, I'm not saying like maybe like that that cinnamon kind of sting to it. Maybe. Yeah. Like like you just brush your teeth, kind of like you know what I mean. Right. Like a mint, but I mean maybe like nacho cheese Doritos, extra hot, rather than like takis. Probably. Yeah. Okay. See, yeah. this is stuff we can talk about. Right. <laughs> yeah. It does. It's not burning like a takis. Right. Yeah. It's it's definitely on the lower end of the Dorito heat scale. Yeah, but it's still there. Yeah, it's still there. It's not the, it's not the lowest burn whiskey we've had. Right, but it's certainly not the highest. And like, if I was over at someone's house and this is what they gave me, I'm not upset. No, you know, thank you. Yeah, you know, thank you yeah. for the. Uh, of course, I'm going to drink it on ice. I, I so and this is another, so <clears throat> the on ice thing, right? There's the the neat and the and on the rocks or on ice, whatever you want to call it. The wife and I went to a distillery. Um, we, we had a weekend away in West Virginia. We went to a distillery out there um, called the... And I'm going to shout them out because I think we're going to have them on the show in a couple weeks. It's a Devil's Due Distillery out in West Virginia. Um, which, by the way, they were extremely welcoming. Um, to go and do a tasting there is... The price is really inexpensive, for, and like they don't know the meaning of no thanks. Mm-hmm. Like it, they just kept pouring and pouring and pour. Like they were overly generous. Like if yeah. you said you want to try something, the bottle was there in three seconds, and they were pouring you a shot. Wow. Um, like we we went in the back and we did uh, we did the tour. It's not a very big place, so you go back and I, I posted some pictures of it on uh, on I think Twitter and Instagram. And Facebook, I put some posts out there. Um, beautiful place. 
they're just getting up and running. They're, I think they're only two years old, mm-hmm. so they still don't even have a three-year out yet. Yeah. Um, I tasted. Like, they, they gave us a taste straight out of a barrel, though. Oh, cool. like they went up, pulled it out of the barrel, and gave us a taste of it. They used the bunghole. I believe that is that what it, it looked like. Yeah. It could have been like it looked like it used, it's used in colonoscopies. Yeah. Like it went way deep yeah. in there, and it came out with some whiskey. The flavor on this thing was sweet, like it like that tasted like sweetness to mm-hmm. me. Uh, it was still a little hot, and they said it, it was it was it had some heat to it. Um. But I was talking. My point of this is, we were talking. I was talking to the owner and the brew- and the distiller there, Ken and, and Wiley. Uh, Ken's the distiller. Wiley's the owner. <clears throat> and I and I asked him. I said, "Yeah, how like how how much heat is too heat? I mean, and these guys know their whiskey. Obviously, they're brewing. I mean, they're yeah, they're distilling they're it for crying out loud. And like he he gave us a sample of one of them. Ken did." And he was like, "Oh, this is even too hot for me." Mm-hmm. And I asked Wiley the same thing about the about the one he pulled out. That's I think it's almost three years old. Like they're, they're it's two and a half years old. <clears throat> and he, and he was like, "Oh, it's a little little bit hot for me on this one." He said, "But I just put a couple ice cubes in it." Now here, me thinking like the ultimate whiskey drinker, the ultimate bourbon drinker, drinks it neat all the time, mm-hmm. right? And here are these two guys who do this for a living, and they're putting ice on it, or yeah. they're, dro- or <clears throat> I don't think they were putting ice. On it. They were dropping, they were putting water in it. Okay, like they were proofing it down with the water, yeah. and that's how they liked it. And and while he was telling me, he's like, "That's the beautiful thing about bourbon and whiskey. You drink it how you want to drink it. Mm-hmm. You drink it how you like it." Yeah. He goes, "If you want to proof it down, proof it down." Mm-hmm. He goes, "No one can tell you what the right way to drink this is," and I think like. I get too much into like the videos of the experts, right? Whereas you go to someone who's actually making it, and they just want you to enjoy it. Yeah. However, which way you enjoy it. If you don't like the fact that it's coming out at ninety five, put some water in it. That's what he's telling. He basically said, just puts put some water in it, dilute it down a little bit, yeah. Proof it down mm-hmm. on your own, and so it tastes good to you. Well, that's how like with uh, I think that seventeen seventy six that pepper seventeen seventy six I bought. Um, I can't do it neat. I got to have it on ice and it's got to sit there and mellow for a little bit before I can drink it. Um, so like, I think you have these purists, these, these, these self anointed, uh, purists who say, Oh, only man, men drink it neat. Okay. You know what? Like who cares? You know, or people like go back, going back to wine, like, what wine pairs with this or pairs with that. And some people think it's like this steadfast rule that like, if you have red meat, that it, red wine goes with it. No, it's whatever wine you like goes with, like, that's what you should have with it. Like, does it taste good with it? Um, it's whatever you like. That's what you should drink with it. So, <clears throat> so we were talking about the cult. Now we used to, refer, when we said the cult, there was one specific one we had in mind. This is what, what our, our wives were in the workout cult. Yeah. We, I think we found ourselves in another cult, except now we're in it. <laughs> and to be honest with you, I don't know if this is we, – we don't fit the mold for the cult. We, we're we not conforming to this cult. We're, I, I just don't think it's our style, right? Now, I'm not, I don't want to talk for you, but I think there's, there's room in the whiskey world or in, in the larger cult that is people that like whiskey and bourbon. 
I think there's people that are kind of like on our level that we don't want to spend a ton to drink. We still like, we, we, we like the taste of it, but I'm not going, I'm not buying the uniform. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm not, I'm not, I I don't, I don't have the plaid shirts. I do have a beard and I do have the mustache, but I'm not, I don't have a handlebar mustache. No. Um, I, you know, I'm not eating kale all day long. No, I'm just kidding. Let's <laughs> throw that in there. <clears throat> so, for people that want to join our cult, <laughs> our sect, right? Go to the Driveway Beers Podcast, DrivewayBeersPodcast.com slash donate. All right. We've got monthlies. So, if you want to be a light beer member, it's $2 a month. You want to be a craft beer member? Five dollars a month. The house whiskey is ten dollars a month. The special occasion whiskey is twenty dollars a month. That's special occasion stuff right there. Or if you just want to give us a one-time donation to help the show out, or just because you like what we're doing, you'll enjoy the free content. Which, by the way, subscribe to the show. That's the handshake deal. You get everything for free unless you want to donate. Or if you just want to click that subscribe button, that's that you get everything for free. We have no Patreon. We got no special episodes. Everything comes out to you. If you want to do a one-time donation, though, just because you like what you're hearing. Or if you hate us that much and want us to stop, make it a really big donation and that's we'll stop. True. That's true. <laughs> we, we are not above being paid to leave right. the segment. <laughs> a six-pack of light beer, $9 one time. One, You want to buy us a whiskey out when we're out at the bar? $19 one time. You want to buy us a bottle? We're not expensive. $29. $29 one time that buys us a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> and we'll try it on air and say your name. Now, anyone who donates, we are going to put your name on the donation page under the, we'll have the different sections. We'll have the light beer crew, the craft beer crew, the house whiskey crew, every, all, every, everyone, everyone will get put, whatever you donate under, you go under that group uh, and you'll be on there forever. And that's, that's going to be our new tier of, that, it's like our way of starting a membership. You want to be part of our? I'm basically going to call us the dirt bags of dirt bags of whiskey. <laughs> we ain't going. We ain't, we're not the highbrow guys. We're, we're none of that. We're just, you know, people. We got into it because we were trying to get rid of carbs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not because I was super into the cult. <laughs> got into it. Didn't know there was a cult. Apparently there. But there's a cult for everything. There is. There I really mean, is. There's a podcasting cult. I'm sure. Yeah. But everyone keeps it all secret. I mean, we talked about it before, like the like the Jeep guys. Oh God! You know my brother's in that cult. And, and here's the thing: I'm not impressed with the vehicles. I like the older ones better. I liked them when they were powered by four O inline sixes. Now that they're it's it, it's it's sorry to burst your bubble, Jeep guys. It's the same thing they put in the uh, Pacifica. Um, but uh, like it, there's like the Jeep pickup truck and the four door Jeeps, and every single one of them I see is an automatic. Like to me, it used to be like like sacrilege to drive a. Like, a Jeep with an automatic was, like, laughable. And now you see them, most of the ones I see are autos. So, you know, but the the Jeeps, are, they're, they're, they're good off-road vehicles. They're terrible commuter cars. Terrible little highway. If you're never going to go off-road with it, I don't understand the purchase. No. But again, though, my brother's one of those guys. Right. I, I don't get it. Maybe, <coughs> I ask him all the time. Aren't they good to flat tow? They are. So you've got that. But... That's a very small segment of the population. Very small. So the vehicles themselves don't bug me. 
I know a lot, a lot of my buddies have them. They don't bug me. But when you put them together, and then they all, it becomes a thing, then it's just really annoying. Like so, all the dumb stickers. Yeah. You know, I, I just... There's, there's definitely a segment within the cult. Like... There's my brother, like my brother's part of it because he owns one, but he's not, he's not one of those guys. And one of those guys, I mean, like they take it off road and they're, they're all broed up all the time. The Jeep wave. Right. That, right. He's not into that. Like there's people who own Jeeps who aren't in the cult, but you're in the cult by default because you got one. Yeah. But then there's people that are in the cult and that's their way of life. Yeah. Same thing with bourbon and whiskey. I'm convinced of this. There are people that are in it and it's their way of life. Their whole life is this. Every like 18 out of 24 hours they're talking about whiskey. And yes, I guess we talk about it on here, you know, once every other week. Um but we have a much different take on it than what I see on YouTube. I was just like the every man's take. It's like, "Hey, can I get this down?" Yeah. You know, it, 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 like our whole premise is: Does this is this going to burn going down, or can I actually enjoy this? Versus, you know, the Miller Light or the uh, or the Guinness Blonde. Yeah, that I had to replace because I can't drink carbs too much anymore. Right. So we come from a much more casual drinking atmosphere than people who are like they're looking for certain bottles and and there's nothing wrong with that. Look, if that's what you do, do you? Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that people like us, or in particular me, I'm going to look for advice on what bottles I should be looking for. Because when you go into some of these stores, it's literally eight shells high and probably 12 to 24 feet long of yeah. bourbon. And like you don't want to, like, you, there are some bad ones out there, don't get me wrong. And you obviously don't want to buy one. Right. But it's like, hey, can... Can you just tell me what's like inexpensive and worth drinking? And some of these guys do. The problem is they want the inexpensive bourbon to taste like the fire, the fireness going down their their throat because that's what they enjoy. Mm-hmm. They enjoy the one ten strength, the yeah. one the one ten proof. They enjoy the one hundred proofs. Neat. They're drinking it all neat. Yeah, because they're manly men. <laughs> the, the the flannel rips off when they flex. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the the mustache gets extra gets extra hairs when they drink it, <laughs> and I'm just like, yo, what can I chill out with? Right. And, and, and oddly enough, I I railed on that Elijah Craig that we tried the Elijah Craig small batch, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at the other night I was looking at I'm like this bottle's practically full. Like, I got to give it another try. And I was just like, I was literally coming downstairs to do some work, watch a little TV before bed. So I put it on ice. I let it sit for a little while. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, Wiley's head was in the back of my mind saying, prove it down if you don't like it that much. Yeah. And I did. I let it sit in the ice for about, about 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's the thing. So like the guys from West Virginia, they met them. Wiley, I think you just mentioned. Yeah. Like that's the thing. If you're into it and you want more people to get into it. Don't be a pretentious douchebag. He was not. He was like, drink it how you like it, and if it's too if it's too hot for you, proof it down. Like, yeah. oh, cool. Rather than someone saying, you know, oh, that's that's blasphemy. You know, you you shouldn't do that. Like, who the hell are you? Right, they look cool. down on you, right? And, you know, and then also for us, like, what do I care if some douchebag looks down on me? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so I'm not a man. 
you know, like because well, we want to be like we're in the, we're new to the cult. We want to yeah. be accepted into the cult, mm-hmm. right? And then like I'm now at the point now because we're probably about eight months into this transition. Mm-hmm. Like when when did we start doing this? I want to say what last October with the with the bourbon? Yeah, no, I, was it before I, that? It was after that. After so December? Like, no, after New Year's. Okay, I'll yeah. say I was gonna say maybe late December. Could be. Because and then the episodes probably came out in January. Yeah. Anyway, so we're probably a four months in, five months. Although mm-hmm. if that's the case, I bought like over a bottle a month. I need to I need to slow that down. Yeah. <laughs> if I got twelve bottles, I mean I got three bottles a month. <laughs> I did buy some of them at the same time though. But anyway. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I. Yeah. It. I just don't think. It because there's definitely a hobby world of this. Mm-hmm. That I'm just not willing to jump into. Yeah. Now some of the stuff that they do, like have you seen the big ice cube molds? Yo, like I'm really down with that. So <laughs> my in-laws live with us for about six weeks, and our ice maker is really slow. So the ice maker just couldn't keep up with the demand of of people drinking ice because now rather than five, there's seven people now using ice so we're out of ice so i started making i just took red solo cups and filled them about three quarters of the way up with ice and i put those in like my big yeti cups or my big water jug like that sort of stuff and i noticed that they lasted forever and the thing is is because it has you know uh its surface area determines melting time so you can have the same volume of ice in in small cubes or one big chunk the one big chunk's gonna last longer because it's the surface area is smaller in the big, huge one. So it thus melts a lot slower and the, the big piece of ice does. Well, people that are into bourbon and stuff do that. They have these, you can, they make them like the size of billiard balls and they, they take forever. It doesn't water your drink down. It keeps it cold. Then there's like the whiskey stones. I can see myself nerding out to that point, but also they have other uses too. I have a good example is, so last night, it was either last night or the day before, I went over to our friend Henry's house. Okay. And I went over to have a drink with him. He's like, hey, anyone want to come over? I was like, yeah, yeah sure, I'll go. You know, he lives in the neighborhood. I don't go drive very far. Um, which, by the way, I tried Jameson again. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I had when I went over. I think I got – so last time I kind of mentioned Jameson on this podcast, I had had it when we went out to uh, Copper Creek. Mm-hmm. And I said how much it was kind of, it, felt, it tasted like watered down. Like it didn't taste like anything to yeah. me. And I said the same thing about Red Breast 12, which is also an Irish Irish whiskey. So Jameson's an Irish whiskey, Red Breast 12 is an Irish whiskey. And my thought process was, well, maybe Irish whiskeys are just kind of like me- more mellowed flavor, like closer to non-flavor, right? Mm. So I had Jameson at Henry's. And it was much more flavorful. I think, I don't think I got Jameson. At the other yeah. place. It tasted that much different. Wow. And I liked this. I liked Jameson when I was at his house. Now, maybe he had a different version of it. I don't know. But, all right, beside the point. So, when I asked for ice, he brought out one of those ice molds. Mm-hmm. And it was a big, uh, think of like an ice uh, square, like the, the cubes. Yeah. Except his was in the shape of Hogwarts from Harry Potter. Okay. I was like, that's cool as hell. Yeah. 
Because I'm a fan of Harry Potter. Yeah, I'm not. I'd be more likely like it was shaped like Star Wars something. What if you had like a Death Star oh. shaped one? <laughs> right? Like a Death I'm Star sure mold. I'm sure there's one on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, right. After the show, I'm like, <laughs> order. <laughs> It'll be at your house tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just thought it was cool. Yeah. That like, okay, like if this is part of the cult, I can get into this part of the cult. Yeah. So maybe it's going to be this thing like, I'm going to learn and take some things that I like from the cult. But as far as like the, it, and we say this about a lot of things. The, when we talk about uh, guys, some guys tend to turn things into the douche bro culture. Mm-hmm. And there's douche bros all over. Oh, yeah. Like douche bro lacrosse players, douche bro baseball guy, coaches. Guy, yeah. yeah. Uh, douche bros all over the place. Yes. And they drive regular guys like us crazy. Because I can't, I can't relate to douche bro. No. Like, I, I spent a lot of time with douche bros. And and look, I got friends that are douche bros, like, that I played uh, played some sports with in college. And I call them douche bros. Mm-hmm. Like, because, you know, it's a joke, right? It's a good joke. Yeah. Everyone's having fun. Um, But there are some, like, douche bros that live the douche bro life. Yeah. And it's like, it's really rough. And, it, like, every cult, every douche bro segment has their own uniform like you talked about yeah like the whiskey guys have their own mm-hmm. cultist uniform yep uh travel ball coach douche bro has yep. his uniform yep so does the um so does like crossfit guy oh yeah the big time uniform there um so does like the whole like veteran public safety community <laughs> they all have their you know uh their uniform that they were well as opposed to like an actual uniform, but like, you know, you see some dude wearing a nine line T-shirt with a bad Punisher tat. You're like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the Black Rifle Coffee. Yeah, yeah. Like, and okay. a Black Rifle Coffee is good. I I I like it, but you know, it's not the same thing. But then again, you know, you have like there's also like the Annapolis bomb uniform, mm-hmm. which you know you pull up in the in the white Yukon. Um, <laughs> Got an one. old Yukon. Got a, one. A, 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 not an old one, but a new one. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> like the hundred thousand dollar version. Oh, that one. Jesus. <laughs> and then you jump out and you've got your Lululemon pants on and you know, uh carrying a Starbucks cup. Like, okay, you're it's like you you're you have the uniform. Mm-hmm. Um and so much of it is just you know, boats, you have salt life, <laughs> you know. Um if I see a Jeep with a Salt Life sticker on it, I almost want to just puke. <laughs> but there's all kinds of just this broy culture that seems to permeate into everything, and and I don't know if it's a if it's a new thing or an older thing. You know, um, if it's a phenomenon brought on by I don't know, we blame social media or just because people can all see and they can start these little communities everywhere with it. That's a large part. It's like. People f- like <clears throat> so. You have the people that want to. I don't want to say conform. It's not that they just want to belong to a group. It's good for your mental health, actually, to belong to a group. Yeah, I mean, we are we are tribal. Yes, absolutely. And like the the golf bros do it. Like that's just another group. But I, I, I mean, I, I watch golf YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. They all look the same. Yeah, it's like I've got my my polo shirt. That's a little tight around the arms, or I got my three quarter zip, you know, thing, and then some I'll, tight, some <clears throat> tight shorts. 
Or or now it's the joggers. Yeah. The jogger pants. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the new thing. Yeah. Um, or the shorts that are too short. Yeah. Like, can we get rid of that now, please? Yeah. I don't... I, I, I'm seeing way too much man thigh across the spectrum. And here's the thing. As a bigger dude... Yeah. I, I don't... That's look just doesn't work for me. I don't think it works for any guy. No. It just doesn't. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know if the lady's like, ooh, look at those thighs. Right. I mean, they might... Like, look at the hair on that guy's thighs. Yeah. Or, yeah, it's like, look, man, no no one, I mean, unless you got just a Donkey Kong <laughs> coming down your leg, <laughs> were you kind of showing that off, too? Well, that's why I wear my shorts. Right, you know. <laughs> it's got to go somewhere. Yeah, that's a different tribe right there. <laughs> I don't think, no, but no one's like, hey, man, you got some great thighs. Yeah. Yeah, that's not like, but they do it anyway. Yeah. Like, the boat guy, like, everyone seems to be into the shorter shorts nowadays. And when I say short, like, halfway up the thigh. Before, it used to be, like, maybe a couple inches before knee. Now, it's like you're getting closer to the crotch than you are the knee. Yeah. And like, it's like, yeah. like all the, you know, they, they were, like, frat bros. And then they became, like, finance bros or... Mm-hmm contractor bros or what consultant bros whatever they are bros are infiltrating everywhere and they they wear like the pink shorts that are too short like oh you know we gotta stop it yeah the problem is and you're gonna come across it more than i am yeah you got three boys i know if that trend is still around well pro- everything like everything mm-hmm. else it'll go back so by the time like my kids are like doing stuff they'll be wearing jinko jeans again I don't know, man. I think I think both of our older kids, this is the style they're going to be into. Could be. And like my 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 daughter's going to be wearing the oversized sweatshirt with the freaking volleyball shorts underneath, and you don't know if she's wearing shorts or not. <laughs> now I'm not I'm I'm not letting her out of the house like that. Right. But that that's like the girl. That's the girl version of that bro. Yeah. Basically. What well, no, else? So I like go to a football game, mm-hmm. college football game. They all look the same. Mm-hmm. All they all they're they're identical. Like now it's like the mom jeans, which are awful. Yeah. They just look that. terrible. And women weren't put on the planet for my visual pleasure. I understand that. <laughs> but mom jeans like nobody looks good in them. No. They didn't look good in the eighties, they don't look good now. No. They looked we used to make fun of them. Yeah. And now they look they still look bad. They're called mom jeans for crying out loud. Yeah. That's not that's not an endearing name. Yeah. You don't like, put it on because they're cool. Right. You look <laughs> terrible. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Um they all look like the unmade beds. Right, yeah. You know, have some pride in your appearance, like you know. But you look like crap. But I guess if everyone else looks like crap, you look good now. Right now, it's in style to look that way. Right. Yeah. You know, hey, just like the the douche bro outfit, that's yeah. in style now. That's not casual wear now. That's what they're wearing to go out. What's like the the girls are wearing loose, ugly clothes, and the boys are wearing tight fitting. Yeah. Switch. Yeah. Hey, switch. Right. We did. They did a role reversal. Yeah. It's like now I gotta look at man thigh and you know freaking nipples walking around. Yeah. Except now they're on dudes. Right. You know, well man thigh obviously, but I mean man nipple now too. Don't want to see that either. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I my nipples enter the room three minutes before yeah. I do because they're they're always you know I I got you know, I got <laughs> tape them down a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know. Like I'm I I really don't want to be part of the cult. Mm-mm. So that's why I say, look, we started. Our, we're going to start our own sect. That's non-conforming. It's the every man. You be what you want to be in this yeah. cult. And is it wrestler mankind? 
Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah, we're a bad kind. Mick, Mick Foley. Mick, yeah. Mick Foley, sorry. Mick Foley. <laughs> but they also, that means it's probably also but they don't have a wrestler named dude. Right. Or or guy. Yeah, just he comes in. Like he's, he rocks his khaki cargo shorts. They just have finance bro wrestler and he just gets his ass beat every day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have a punchable face yeah. and like that kind of like sloppy but still quaffed part and every single match someone just punches him in his face and he just gets knocked out. I think yeah. everyone would love it. Sneaker bro. Yeah. He needs to be knocked out too. Yeah, I don't get the sneaker thing either. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But like that, my yeah. wife has bins full of shoes in the closet. She's a woman. Okay. She doesn't wear any of them but she has plenty of them. Um... I have four pairs of shoes, you know? <laughs> right, yeah, like, me too. I got dress shoes, sneakers. Yeah. Uh, I got a pair of boots, mm-hmm. and I got a pair of slides. Yeah. I, I should say one more. I do have a pair of slippers. Yeah. Those are my five. When my sneakers wear out, I go on Amazon, and I buy the same one. All of my <laughs> shoes serve a distinct purpose. Yes, right? that's right. So, like, I have, I have work boots, right? I have those. And I have a pair of dress shoes. I can't wear the work boots in place of the dress shoes. No. I can't wear the dress shoes in place of the sneakers. Nope. I can't wear the sneakers in place of the flip-flops. Cannot. Nope. You know what I mean? Like, they all have distinct... I have a pair of boat shoes, uh, shrimp boots, which are great. But I bought those because I used to fish a lot. And I spent a lot of time on the deck of a boat in, you know, early March when the water's still really cold. Or, you know, late November, the water's cold again, and it keeps your feet dry. You know, but those boots have a specific purpose. I just buy them because they look cute, or they go with this outfit, and I never wear them again. Right? They have a this uh, a, a distinct purpose, just like the guns that I own. Each one has a purpose, <laughs> right? I don't have fifteen AR-15s. I have one. Right. I need one. I don't need fifteen of them. Like, what am I doing with fifteen of them? Nothing. I can only shoot one at a time, maybe two. Well, you know, Rambo it. Yeah. Oh, there's this new guy called Gun Drummer. Oh, boy. And he plays, like, metal and shoots guns to the... And I'm like, that sounds really expensive. <laughs> All the ammo you go through? Yeah. Oof. He, and he was using machine guns? I'm like, dude, Oof. I mean, that's, like... <laughs> Maybe blanks cost less. I don't know, but... <laughs> yeah, that's, like, a dollar a round, dude. What are you doing? Oof. But, um, like... That's another whole culture that <laughs> gun culture. Yeah. yeah, but like my pistol has a purpose, my shotgun has a purpose. So they, I don't have fifteen shotguns. I need one, you know. So I understand the whole need to have. And then you have the sneaker guys that like that are into New Balance, and they have like like the you know the classic New Balance. Yeah, yeah. And they'll have, not the old man white kind, because right. you're you have fallen arches, but the other kind. <laughs> Like, oh, this is the green and red one. Like, what are you, the New Jersey Devils from the 80s? <laughs> like, don't get, don't forget the, the Jordan culture, the Yeezy culture. The foam posits, they were big. I don't understand the Yeezys. They're literally Crocs. Yeah. Except people pay $250 for a pair of Crocs. I'm going to write Yeezys on these. Right. Right. Like, take a pair of Crocs, scratch off the word Croc, and put Yeezy on it. $150. Yeah. So. Well, so you know, in Idiocracy, they all wore Crocs. Comfortable shoe. Well, inexpensive. It was like they, they, there was, I read some story about how they stumbled into that. Like Crocs were just coming out. Mm-hmm. So they, they just, the, the person that was making Crocs was trying to get them exposure. <laughs> so it gave them all the Crocs they needed. But it's funny how it kind of fits because, like, you think of the fat, lazy slob wearing Crocs. <laughs> 
idiocracy. They're all fat, lazy <laughs> slobs. So that being said, they're really comfortable. <laughs> I'm wearing a pair right now. Yeah. <laughs> if you need a comfortable pair of shoes that slip on and off, Crocs is the way to go. Yeah. The yeah. dog won't eat these. So. No, it can't. Now, the Foam one mushroom. shoes I have kind of gotten into are the uh, the Hey Dudes. Yeah. Hey Dudes are money. There is something to be said for a comfortable, uh, comfortable casual shoe. It's like a flip-flop that covers your whole foot. Right. And then, like, so now I have two pairs. I have my new pair, and then I have my old pair. My old pair of, uh, of Hey Dudes, I've crushed the heel down, so I just kind of wear them like slides. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Now, the funny thing is, we just railed on shoes for an hour, and then we're like, well, but there's some other ones. <laughs> right. As long as we're doing it, it's okay. It's our show. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> we can be as hypocritical as we want. Damn it. <laughs> Try this whiskey. <laughs> Drink it the way we tell you to. Yeah. <laughs> Donate to us. <laughs> All at the same time. Or pay us to stop. That's right. <laughs> if you don't like it, too bad. It's like we're terrorists. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like we, I think we literally just spent like twenty minutes saying, "I can't believe these guys are these kind of assholes." And we're like, "Well, we're kind of those assholes." <laughs> no, I hate them. Because it happens naturally. Yeah, that's true. You know, so I can only imagine, like in like three, four more months, we start drinking and going, "I don't know, that smells a little rosy." Yeah, um, it's a little rose rosy on my nose. Yeah, I don't know. I the bouquet on that's amazing. Yeah, I'm tasting walnut undertones. Look at the legs on the. Like, <laughs> oh my god, we became does those have legs? I don't know. I know wine does. I, I think they, that they they do swirl it in the videos. So that one video you sent me mm-hmm. that I lasted about 16 seconds <laughs> oh in. Oh my god, that was the worst one. And <laughs> she like she's got her 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 schnoz like buried in that thing. <laughs> like, are you snorting the bourbon? <laughs> Is there cocaine in there? She's snorkeling in it. Yeah. She's got goggles on. Like, <laughs> right when you said that, my, my mind just went right back to that video. Yeah. I'm just like, just how deep her nose went in that glass. Like, yeah. My, what are you sniffing for? Right. <laughs> like, the tip of your nose has to be wet. <laughs> oh, my God. But like, my, my wife used to work at a restaurant, and... They would, you know, there's a whole wine presentation thing you're supposed to do. And whoever's <laughs> ordering the wine or whoever's like the honcho at the table, you're supposed to open the you open the bottle at the table, mm-hmm. right? And there's a way you're supposed to do it. And then you pull the cork out and you, sh- you hand the cork to the person who's buying the bottle of wine. And they're supposed to look at it. But they all smell it because they saw it. They, oh, that smells fine. You're not smelling. You're actually looking at the cork for signs of spoilage. It's not going to smell any different, mm-hmm. you know. But you're looking at the cork for signs of spoilage, like because the bottle's going to sit on its side. That's all the wine's going to be up against the bottom of the cork. Like, is there like is it sticky? Is there residue? Is it is it flaky? Like that would be signs of spoilage. But everyone thinks they're supposed to smell it, so they just smell it. Like <clears throat> then they go and they. You know, they swirl it. They have no idea what they're looking for. Right. That's when they're looking for the legs. And the legs is how long, it, like, those long drips. Right. That's what that is. So, but she'd see these people that are all doing, like, oh, oh, smells fun. Like, you have no idea what you're doing. No. No. <laughs> you're a complete jackass. But everyone around you is either too afraid of you to call you out or also is a complete jackass. Right. They were taught from the same school of asshole them. Right. Right? It's like, oh, I see you learn how to sniff a cork like I did. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, boy. 
Like, so you you learned how to do the same stupid shit I did. That doesn't mean jack hole. Right. Like, I'm glad it's. I'm it, glad you agree with me. And, and I think you can learn like as you as you get more into it. Like when I first got into hockey when I was a kid, I didn't know anything about it. So then I started learning more about it. And like certain things that people would do would annoy me. You know when I'd see like if I go to a hockey game and you know the, say the the they're set up a power play, right? <clears throat> so they're in the zone. They've, they're, they're cycling the puck around and you're like, shoot it, shoot it. Like when the puck's at the point, mm-hmm. well, he's not shooting it because it's not a clear lane. There's no shot. Right. And a great way to give up shorthanded goals is to blast that puck off the defender's shin pads. What is, what, you know, what happens to it? It bounces the other direction. The defenseman's back is facing their own end. That forward on the, penalty killing team is facing is she starts skating forward is going to beat him to that puck that's how you give up shorthanded breakaways and usually shorthanded goals so it would drive me nuts and i'd bitch about complaining. but then i got older i was like you know what at least the dude's at the game right you know should he be yelling shoot it no if you were to ask me i'd say or you know say i was there with a buddy that didn't know like uh uh-uh. we don't want to shoot the puck here this is what they're doing like oh cool so they learned something new you know so educate so for those of you who are out there who are into bourbon and think we just sound like idiots, you know, if you're one of those douchey guys that that looks, take the time to educate somebody who's trying to get into what you're into. Right. You know, it's not some exclusive <clears throat> club. Like, if we come and get into bourbon and be knowledgeable, like, you don't get kicked out. Like, there's right, some right. limited number of people. <laughs> oh. And easy. believe me, you're not going to see us waiting in line for the bottle of wood. I got better shit to do. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> well, I guess, so Maryland's different. They don't do it that way, I guess, but... They kind of like the the store owners just kind of hide it for their customers that normally come in. Yeah. But anyway, no, no, you're exactly right. Or, or you know, it's funny when you get like you said, like someone that takes bourbon that seriously to educate people. To be honest, do I really want the education? No, because it tastes the way it tastes to me. Yeah, I'm never gonna smell the oak notes. I mean it. I think if you were to learn what all these things are and be able to detect them, mm-hmm. then you could go and take a bottle that you didn't like and know that it was described as X, Y, Z. Right. And then you could watch one of those reviews <laughs> when that chick has her nose six inches into the glass <laughs> and is talking about the dusty oak. If you know what dusty oak was, and you didn't like dusty oak or dusty barrel, whatever, right. or bull semen, whatever the hell it is, you're like, hmm. That has undertones of tree frog semen. I happen to not care for that, so I'm not going to buy that. But right. until you know what it is, you right. know. I mean, at this point, I need a translator. Yeah, but I still don't, like, someone could say that this Four Roses has this. I tasted some okay bourbon. Yeah, it tasted fine. Like, so I, I finished, uh, I, I drank it all. Yeah, me too. I drank all the pour. Um, I have no qualms about spending 20 bucks on that. No. Uh, to me, that, and I will drink it. Like, I, I would drink it if I'm just home by myself. Yeah. Um, and, like, th- to me, the, the, that, the, I guess that's part of me that's never going to really understand why someone would go and wait for, wait in line for a $50 allocated bottle somewhere versus if you just want to drink some whiskey, why not just go in and pick up some tried and true whiskeys that are on the shelf. Right. And you don't have to wait around. You don't, you're not spending a ton of money. Like 
that's maybe what I don't understand, but it, it's kind of like with the sneakerhead, right? I'm never going to wait in line for uh, any any type of Jordans, right? But I know there are some people out there that will because they're yeah. really into Jordans. That's their that's their hobby, right? Yeah. So I think there's a, there's a big difference between bourbon as a hobby and just trying to find something you like to drink that like for us there was a purpose to whiskey whiskey was a low carb version of something that we could drink mm-hmm. and not have it interfere with the, with the 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 eating health style the eating style that we're going along with um so everyone's got their own reason for joining the cult um ours tend seems to be really different cuz guys like us don't have you we're not I, mean, I guess we do have a youtube channel but we're not doing uh a blind taste test of 10 bourbons like and giving the every man's approach to it. Yeah. And maybe there's room for that somewhere. Maybe we need to do that. Um, you have a rating scale like for heat. It could right. be like, like ass on fire. So like, <laughs> be like, like five <laughs> flaming buttholes is <laughs> really hot. <laughs> there's ass lava, <laughs> ass on fire. Right. Charcoal ass. Yeah. And buttery smooth ass. Yeah. Or, <laughs> that's our sliding scale. Yeah. We'll, have to, we'll have to work on that. I don't know. That's not, I don't know if that's a real scientific method right there. Yeah. But yeah, no, it, it, you know, I think um, for people coming into it, it, it's all, it's almost like I watch these videos and I'm like, I feel stupid for not knowing what they're saying. Yeah. I'm like, okay, maybe. Some people, maybe this isn't the place for me, right? Mm-hmm. But then they listen to our show. They're like, oh, yeah. I can't smell the peaty moss either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I like the way it tastes and it goes down smooth and doesn't burn my face off. Right. I can get down with that description. So I'm going to try that one. Yeah. Versus, like, I, I've bought some bottles because the the dude, the, the douche bros on TV told me it tasted really good. Well, their palate's completely different than mine. Mm-hmm. They like the hotter stuff. Yeah. But they don't tell people that. But people should assume that, I guess, because they've been drinking whiskey a lot longer than I have. So maybe the palate gets a little bit. Maybe you lose some taste buds or something and it doesn't burn you as much. I don't know. But whatever it is, there's definitely a disconnect for people that I think that are coming into the whiskey and the bourbon. Um, Like part of me wants to join the cult. But I don't want to wear the uniform, and I definitely don't understand the language. Yeah. So then someone catches our, like, someone listens to this, and like, okay, I can relate to that. Yeah. I can understand what they're talking about. I think there needs to be more, like, if there was someone that started a show that talked about bourbon and whiskey, like, the way we do. Mm-hmm. And granted, we've done a whole episode on this. Yeah. We normally don't. We we usually take 10 minutes on a, on a bottle to describe it. Yeah. Just so people people know they can tune in the first 10 to 15 minutes, they probably can get an idea of whether they like the bottle or not, mm-hmm. or whether they think the bottle's worth trying. We we did this one full episode, um, but we only tried one. Like some of these guys, they'll do, and they do like a 20-minute episode, and they they try whiskey after whiskey after whiskey. Like, I don't know how they're staying in afterwards. Yeah. I mean, now, granted, they're small pores, too, but... Um, I like the format a lot of these people do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one, these two guys called the the Bourbon Junkies on YouTube. You look them up. They, they've got a more sophisticated palate than I do, but they're humorous, and I like the I like their presentation style. 
but I know their palate is not like mine. Right. So I can't really take recommendations from them. Even when they did uh, their low-cost bourbon challenge, um, I probably wouldn't like the same low-cost ones that they liked. Just because they're looking for they're looking for something else that I'm not. Yeah. You know? But there there is definitely a place. Um, like I, I, there's for people getting into this, there's really nothing out there for them to watch and listen. And I would definitely say it's very valuable to get ideas of what you want to drink, because like I said, you walk in that store, you're talking, you're literally talking six to eight shelves high. Oh yeah. And twenty four feet of just different bourbons of, di- and you're talking all the way down to the fifteen dollar little jug. That's where we should go next. But dude, that's what the benchmark is. Yes. That's <laughs> the one we should do next. Um, <clears throat> or even worse, we we can get Seagram Seven. If you wanted to, we can get down that low. Um, but you you get everything from like the fifteen dollar bottle to the two thousand dollar bottle on the top shelf. Oh yeah, and you can walk in there going, well, I guess it's two thousand dollars. It must be a lot better, but I don't think that's the case. Yeah, no, I, I don't. And so, but new people going into it, they're not gonna know that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. I think I think there's a, a niche somewhere. For this kind of a show on a more full time basis, um, we're probably not going to do it because we barely do this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for people out there listening, if you want to do a show, I think you got a niche somewhere, especially if you want to do it with video. I think I think there's a there's a place for it out there. So, oh yeah. But we thank you for listening to Four Roses. I'm telling, like, look, this Four Roses. It's uh, I believe it's uh, eighty proof. I mean, look. It's not. I would say I like the benchmark number eight as far as an eighty proof over this one, and it's a little bit cheaper. Um, but I like this one too. I, I but I like lower proof whiskeys. So anyone who's out there, I mean, take take my palate for what it is. I like lower proof. Other people like higher proof. You you, you tend to like the higher proofs. Yeah. What do you think of this one though? I I enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it was good. It's a little lighter than the yeah. other ones. Like as far as like the color. Yeah. Like it looks more caramelly, but. Than, than dark caramel, but I liked it. It was good. Yeah, no, I, I was I was happy with it. I'd drink it again. Thanks to Cheers and Spirits in the Arnold Station Plaza in Arnold, Maryland. 21012, head on over there. Let them know you listen to the show. Pick up a bottle. Uh, they have a, a nice selection over there of whiskeys and bourbons. They also have a great selection of beer and a very nice selection of wine. So head on over there. Ask the, ask the staff over there for some recommendations. I'm sure they'll be more than willing to help you out. Uh, glad to have them on as a sponsor for the next six months. We appreciate that. If you are looking to sponsor this show, we do have one more, uh, one more spot open. Uh, we do, we will take another six month sponsorship. Of course, not a liquor store because we already have one of those. But if you are looking to advertise to a uh, uh, to a, uh, an extremely loyal audience, please let us know. Uh, you can contact us at contact at drivewaybeerspodcast.com. Please like, subscribe, comment, share, and we will talk to you next time.